Welcome to the Zane Douglas and Two Other Guys podcast. And we're talking bracketology. Actually, no, not bracketology anymore. We're talking March Madness. Yeah, it is Selection cool. Sunday. Selection um, show just we're here. ended. Yep. We did not go and eat first. That's not true. No, it just <laughs> ended. Yeah, no, absolutely it not. It ended just mere seconds ago. Yeah. And we're a quick turnaround. Yeah, yep. absolutely. We have everything. Yep. All right. Um... So first, uh, we're going to recap, uh, not on the last podcast, but on the website, uh, we had Eric predict uh, 27 of the 32 conference champions. Uh, Eric, how'd that go? I mean, I got all of them right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay, so what actually happened is Eric got 12 of 27, which is understandable. He was trying to make my job difficult. Me, uh... With a few of them, yeah. Yeah, we're trying to get find a way for me to argue that Pepperdine was going to beat Gonzaga. That was um, an actual pick, though. <laughs> Pepperdine over Gonzaga, that was... Yeah. I thought that was going to be an easy one. That was an upset. I mean, like you said Gonzaga before... Won. Like we said before we started the podcast, Gonzaga didn't win at all, so you were just off by a game. Right. Right. Absolutely, yeah. So yeah. The, it, he knew I Gonzaga had, was going to win, he just didn't know which team and... The I calibration had, was a little off. Yeah, I had a dream the night before that Gonzaga was going to lose. I figured it was going to be their next game against Pepperdine, but I was wrong. It was against St. Mary's. Yeah, and then I'd say the biggest upset that you picked that actually ended up happening, you picked Abilene Christian. Uh, and of course It's one of its first few years in uh, Division One basketball. They got the win in the Southland. Uh, a lot of people expected Sam Houston State. Uh, how did you know, Eric? Because everyone else in that conference sucked. And oh, Evelyn Christian <laughs> is fun to say. So <laughs> I picked them. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 That, I mean, that's a Absolutely. great way to go about picking teams. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I mean, 12 out of 27. Um, batting better than three. 333, like you did for your previous predictions, so, yeah. so you're, you're it's improving. A good thing this I'm on is fire. Baseball statistics, <laughs> yes, because yeah, 333 is now really good. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And like we said uh, last podcast, Eric only shoots threes, so that's a good three point percentage. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's an okay three point. Yeah. 12 out of 27. So next, we're going to talk about um, with the seeds in the bracket released today, we're going to talk about some potential upset picks. Um, I don't know, Zane, what do you see? We're not going to talk about the 16 seeds very much, but who do you think it is if it happens again? Um, yeah, so I know you don't like this pick, but Eric and I were talking about it, and I think Gardner-Webb, just because it's Virginia again. I, okay, obviously I don't think Virginia. I think Virginia's going to full foot on the throttle. Just yeah. <laughs> they're, gonna, they're not going to They're not gonna play around with this game at all. Yeah. But... Gardner Webb, I believe, is the no, is the best sixteen seed. So, I mean, if it's anyone, it's gonna be them. And here's a statistic for you: Virginia has lost a hundred percent of one seed first round <laughs> losses. Right. So the statistics are all there, and yeah, I mean the numbers. The numbers are not in their favor. They're infinitely times as likely, given historical data, to lose. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't think Gardner-Webb is... Well, none of them, yeah. I mean, yeah. I I personally... It's not going to happen. Here here, here he goes. Yeah, here he goes. If I had to to give it to anyone, I would give it to Iona. Even though they're matched up against a very good North Carolina team. Everyone seems very good, though. Right. But despite that, I my numbers are giving them a five percent chance to win, and that's higher than any other sixteen. Five percent? It's higher than Gardner Webb. Yeah, these are way too high. I mean, they're, Gardner Webb is sitting at like two point eight percent. They're not. Here's the thing. Iona and Gardner Webb are the two that aren't in playing games, so they're obviously the top two. And <laughs> right. So that's that's, that's just what it is, and so we just need. We don't have to talk about 16 seeds anymore. Yeah, we, it won't I'm happen again. I've probably talked about it too much. It won't, okay. it won't happen again, guys. Okay. All right. And um, what about the 15s? Eric, what do you think? I mean, it's got to be Abilene Christian, right? Maybe. It's their first time in the tournament. They're pumped. Kentucky, they've been there way too many times. They're probably bored with it so this at is, this point. This right? is this is going to be... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be um, a trap game, kind of like uh, UMBC and Virginia last year. They're gonna be, they're not, mm-hmm. they're not too worried that's gonna, that's gonna sure. spell their downfall. Yeah. All right, Zane. Um, well, again, this is nothing's gonna happen here, but we'll 
We'll we'll throw a bone to Montana just because Michigan lost recently, which doesn't mean really much of anything. But yeah, that's yeah, that's that's uh, Montana. Montana had some nice wins, nice um, for a team that's a fifteen. Yeah, nice yeah. wins at the in non conference play, and so yeah. I mean, I've I gotta agree with you on Montana. Um, I've. I'm giving them 9.5% chance to win, and that's before adjusting for Michigan's loss today. So that might turn into 10, 11, 12% chance to win, by far the most likely. Um, Bradley is close, but they're facing a tough Michigan State team. Um, I've got Bradley at like 9-ish percent. um, I mean, Michigan State, yeah. Michigan State's going to go up, so that's going to... Gonna uh, kind of squeeze out Bradley a little bit. Yeah, Michigan State to me, I when I was when I was ranking the teams that um, before the selection show, I had them as a one seed. So I I wouldn't yeah, so put Michigan I. State. I wouldn't put them as an upset pick here, but I would. Yeah, put, I wouldn't put any of them. So I guess. Yeah. Um. Kind of start seeing some more possibilities down in the fourteen seeds. Um. Old Dominion. I yeah, think. that's our that's our top one. Old Dominion's probably the best fourteen seed. Yeah, and and then it's the worst three seed. Right, the the numbers agree there. Uh, seventeen percent chance. That's I think there's that's a pretty better. good chance. Yeah, yeah. I Purdue. I know that they've had trouble in recent years. I want to say it was uh was it Arkansas Little Rock? They uh had a scare either last oh, year or two years ago. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yep, that was a couple years ago. Yeah, and it's a different team, but they're built kind of the same way. They've got the big, tall center. Yep. Um, it's This year it's Harms instead of Haas. Um, Carson Edwards, uh, great, great player. Um, yeah. But they're coming off of a loss to Minnesota in the Big Ten quarterfinals, so they might be kind of trending downward, and they could be an upset, like and, you guys and, said. Yeah, and about Old Dominion, we were discussing earlier, We looking at their resume, they they actually upset VCU earlier in the year, which is a 9 seed, I believe, in the tournament, and Syracuse, who's an 8 yeah. seed in the tournament. Yeah. That's two solid tournament teams, um, and Purdue's better than both of those teams by a large margin, but Old Dominion... Probably the best fourteen, and Purdue probably the worst three. So there's yeah. there's your top upset pick there. But yeah, another fourteen seed to look out for is Yale. Um, LSU is a good team. Um, they've dropped some close games recently. Yeah. I I'm not saying it's uh, it's not likely. Obviously, I wouldn't even say it's it's definitely not the upset pick at the three versus fourteen, but it's something to keep an eye on. Um, a lot of people picked Harvard to win uh, the Ivy League, and Yale obviously has something to prove uh, after upsetting them uh, earlier today, so we'll see what they are able to do. Or I guess Eric <laughs> predicted uh, Yale to win, but most yeah, people picked Harvard, and I guess Eric was right there. So Who did LSU lose to in their tournament? They lost a they lost a really close game. I remember they um who was it that who was it oh was um, it Florida State it was that no no that's Florida a different State, that's, that's no. entirely different term. <laughs> no. uh, they lost to they lost to Florida in Florida the, that's in that in that, that three thought, that yeah. three point okay. matchup yep. in the the all dreadlock um, team uh, uh, Naz Reed on Naz Florida Reed. hit that uh, Naz Reed had a few threes towards the end yeah yeah that was a great game or no Naz Reed's not Florida Naz Reed's Naz yeah my bad okay. Um, moving on up to the 13 seeds, uh, what do we have here? I, I, there's not a lot of great picks here. I, I'm going to start off by throwing out the team that Eric and Zane just don't see. I like Northeastern against Kansas. They, Kansas is not a one or two seed, I think for the first time since 2009 or something like that. Yeah. I mm-hmm. I don't know Northeastern kind of surprised everyone by knocking off Hofstra in the Colon- in the Colonial Conference uh, championship. I I'd put my money on Northeastern and according to the numbers it's Northeastern by a, not to win but uh, compared to the other 13 seeds Northeastern by a long shot um at around 22%. Um what do you guys think about for, that? For me just eye test wise I have St. Louis as my top 13 seed. Um, North, yeah, Northeastern's good. 
I I had them as a 13 seed um, before the selection show, so I, I don't mind that pick. Um, but I, I do think Kansas is not... Here's the thing. Kansas has lost some guys this year. They lost Asabuki, and Vic has been... Um, Taking, taking, has taken a leave of absence, but I, I think people are just underrating how still good Kansas is, mm-hmm. and I don't think, I don't think it's at all, like, I don't know, 22% seems a little high for me on Northeastern over Kansas. Yeah, I mean, obviously, numbers can't fully take into account a Bill Self yeah. as your coach, um, although he historically has also been known for early exits, so That's it's true. kind of a bit on both sides there. Um, I don't know. The next closest is I actually have UC Ir. Well, no, that's not right. Yeah, I have UC Irvine over Kansas State. Another, another upset over a Big Twelve team out of Kansas. Um, that's at eighty one and a half percent only in Kansas State's favor. Yeah, out of lack of a better option for me, I would probably say that's the best. Chance for an upset. You yeah, see, even yeah. though you see Irvine, they, they don't have they don't have the greatest resume, but they've shown that they can win consistently um, in the conference that they're in. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, which it consistent just, winning isn't necessarily the greatest uh, key for an upset. Right, but I mean, they're th- I, I, I want to say they're thirty and five, thirty and six. Yeah, yeah, they're up there and a conference champion. I think that they might be hot enough right now to but, ride um, that streak. They did destroy. They did control their championship game. Right. Yeah. yeah against uh, Cal State Fullers, and it, yeah. it, was, it was never Kansas in doubt. State. The the right. one the one thirteen seed we're not talking about, and I think this is not because this thirteen seed is bad by any means, but mm-hmm. um, Florida State is the four seed, and Vermont is facing them. Yeah. And we all, I think, were surprised with Florida State being this low in the yeah, right low. I think all of us had them at a three seed and I even I even considered bumping them up to a two after uh, defeating Virginia and yeah. losing to Duke in the ACC yeah I championship. mean it never seemed like they were like really close in the ACC uh, championship but it's Duke with yeah. full strength Duke is a team unlike any other in the I mean, other than Gonzaga, who challenged them early in the season, but lately it's looked like there will be no one to challenge them. Oh, I just realized Duke is the only number one seed to win their conference tournament. Yeah, it is it is surprising. So, yeah, I mean, I obviously th- Gonzaga is the only one that would have a chance. And what that... What, <laughs> yes. <laughs> what I think that means here is that the committee didn't put as much stock into the conference tournaments as we were thinking they well, were. Well, and also, yeah. also as Eric yeah. mentioned... When you have three ACC one seeds, only one of them can win the <laughs> yeah, conference that's, tournament. Well, that's true. Yeah, but yeah, but but, but again, yeah, like, as, as you look like further a, down, you have the Cincinnati's and yeah, yeah like North Carolina. They didn't even make their conference finals, and they, they, they and they moved up above right. Gonzaga. And they played really well. Against and Michigan them. State, who had won the Big Ten finals, didn't even didn't even leave for our I game, don't think so. they even took that into account. No, they yeah. didn't. That was that was minutes before the selection show. So. Yeah, I mean, they. Yeah. I know uh, the NCAA tweeted out um, with like almost all of the second half remaining in that Michigan Michigan State Big Ten championship. They had the brackets done. They had four brackets based on the remaining games, and whether like if Michigan State had like won that game by thirty and just turned on the Jets, it wouldn't have mattered to them. Which really kind of shows, or it kind of implies that they they didn't take too much stock in them, like. Uh, Zane mentioned. I think the biggest shock was Cincinnati. Um, oh yeah. What did they fall to? Like a seven. Yeah, seven. they fell all the way to a seven. After we had Houston. we had discussions about if they should move up to a four from a five, and the selection yeah. committee just didn't see it that way. So, so for me with Cincinnati, I actually before the Houston lo- or win, I had I had them losing to Houston and dropping to a, the best six seed, and so for them to win. And then fall to a seven seed, for me was a shock. I, I yeah the and this just means it's a terrible draw for Iowa at ten there and Tennessee at the two seed. Yeah, there. I think you've that's, you've got to feel bad for Tennessee because they went out and they won the conference tournament and they're no I'll like one. oh yeah no, I'm 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 thinking like, of the semifinals when they yeah. had a great showing yeah, yeah. I am. 
Yeah. So, and then they do all that, and then they got knocked out, like Eric mentioned, and I wrongly forgot about, uh, by a pretty good Auburn team in the SEC Championship. And now they're going to have to face a very good team in Cincinnati. It's, yeah, it's, it is a very rough draw. Well, yeah, I mean, when we're counting out Iowa, maybe Iowa will yeah. pull the I upset mean, on Cincinnati. It's not, it's not a, not a sure thing. A 10-7 is still a tough matchup. Iowa yeah. might be a better team. But, yeah. I, yeah. And For all intents and purposes, we think Cincinnati will win that game. And we'll have a good shot against Tennessee. And we'll have a good shot against Tennessee. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I gotta agree there. Other uh, kind of shocks, seating wise. Um, I know. Oh, I was surprised that they moved Oregon down to a twelve. I didn't expect them to have a power six um, below an eleven. But right. I guess, mm-hmm. but that was just Oregon. Oregon won their tournament without having a real shot at being at large. Yeah, yeah. And so that's just what that was. And they moved St. Mary's up to accommodate for that. Mm-hmm. So it it's really nothing. I just thought, I just was surprised that that happened. But. And oddly enough, they were the twelve, despite coming into the game against Washington. They were the they were the Vegas favorites. They were favorites according to Ken Palm. Uh, my stats had them as favorites. Mm-hmm. So, I wouldn't call this a seeding snub, but when I saw Oregon all the way down at a twelve, there was a part of me that thought that was concerned that Washington was going to drop out, which obviously they didn't. But my instinct there was, how can you give the number one seed mm-hmm. and a team that wasn't even favored to win their conference championship a, that much higher of a seed? Um, yeah. I guess that was but, more of a surprise than like a snub or a seeding kind of yeah. All issue. All Washington was considered the best team in that conference. And then, so it, like, they yeah, they kind of collapsed really... late in the season. Um, but they still ended up as the one seed. Right. Yeah, but they, they I want to say they lost to Cal. Like, like, <laughs> like bar none, the worst power six school in America. Yeah. yeah. You uh, just can't do that. Uh, an- another, another thing, another surprise to me, and I don't know if it was a surprise to Jacob and Eric here, but um, Mississippi State as a five seed, I had them ranked as low as a seven, and maybe I just would have Cincinnati and Mississippi State swapped around um, in seeding. But I had Mississippi State uh, a lot lower than they than the committee seemed to have. I don't know. I just thought an SEC team, not the best Power Six conference, they didn't have. I mean, I don't know. I didn't think their resume was uh, was good enough for a five seed. Yeah, yeah more Mississippi that State as a seven also. Yeah, so yeah I, a little high. I kind of split the difference. I had them at a six. Um, I mean, it's not too bad. It's it. That, yeah, they were the best. Seven, that's fine. So. And and, yeah. and that I had them at the best. That kind of s- five, six, seven range was very packed in. I know you guys were surprised how low Iowa State was. They no, they, that's they, that's, I no exactly. I wasn't that surprised. Really, I was. Yeah, six. I I thought they would be okay. a five because I waited the conference tournament. That's higher. Yeah, and, yeah that is. That so now it's not that surprising. I had them at a five until I realized I forgot to put Cincinnati in my bracket. <laughs> moved them to a six. Uh, if I remember correctly, Eric, you also had Seton Hall in there twice. We didn't need to say that on the podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I had it's like, an honest mistake. I had like 30 minutes to prepare this. We gave you ample warning to hey, finish up last night. I'm not saying. He had 30 minutes to prepare because of him, yes. not because of us. We. Uh, I mean, Zane was coming down to the wire too, but that was... That was, that was game because related. Of, that was because of the Michigan Michigan State I blame NCAA ch- scheduling. <laughs> yeah, Eric suggested that in the future uh, they should give one Power 5 school a championship at, like, noon and then just be done with games for a while um, for the sake of the uh, the selection committee, but apparently they're they're fine. I mean, they don't care about the championship <laughs> yeah, games, apparently. Clearly so. they don't care, so I guess probably won't be seeing that rule change anytime <laughs> soon. Um, I don't know. I think it would be... It would be tricky, but I think it would be interesting to see if they move towards the MLB uh, strategy of every game on closing day finishes at the exact same... or starts, at the, starts and finishes oh, at the exact oh same my. time. No. Or not, maybe not the games. exact same time, but if they... I mean, there's plenty of days where there's that, 32 games in a day. There's there's yeah, nights but, where there's like 50. Yeah, but, like but, but for, for the committee, TV, that's... that's so. Ma- that's border. That's, that's make borderline it, hell. That's make it <laughs> really. Make it, that's <laughs> you could make it like a Saturday night thing, and then Impossibly. by and then they spend five six hours on Sunday before the selection show. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like you might that. you might run into 
scheduling issues and TV rights, but I think that'd be... I would it, it, would, it would amp up the excitement. It would be basically the same as Thursday and no, Friday I, of round one. See, this is it. You said it would get in the way of TV rights, and I think it wouldn't be as exciting because of that, because today we got to see St. Louis against St. Bonaventure on CBS and stuff like that. Like... You don't see those teams. You're not going to see I a conference. There yeah, they they so hyped many. up. They hyped up some mid majors today. I think yeah. that. I that's, mean, if when you have 32 games, if you end the season with all the conference championships, mm-hmm. you're not going to get that. Absolutely not. That's a fair point. All right, moving on. Um, kind of talked about some of the seedings we didn't agree with. Um, next up, some of the snubs uh, around the bubble. Um, the one that jumps out to us the most uh, is. TCU, um, we kind of our impulse was that is a very bad decision. They were twenty and thirteen on the season in a very very good Big Twelve. Yeah. Um, upon looking at their resume a little bit closer, they didn't have any great great wins other than they beat what like Iowa State twice. Yeah, they beat swept, Iowa State twice uh, in the regular season. And that's yeah, that's solid. It's win. solid. It's yeah, not, but also both of those wins were when Iowa State was not playing well. They lost to that's, everybody. That's true. Yeah, like Oklahoma, Iowa State had like five or... losses in a row. So yeah, yeah, it was and, around that time. But that's there's still good wins. But yeah, Iowa yeah. State won the conference tournament. So yeah, yeah. I mean, just despite a not great resume we were still expecting them to get in mm-hmm. and the team that did get in that really or there are two that really surprised me especially one was Belmont um I mean they they did what they should do in the Ohio in the OVC uh competing against John Morant and Murray State but outside of that they did basically nothing they played maybe two or three or three or four teams against Quadrant uh yeah, yeah like just a, like a handful of Q1 and Q2 teams and maybe won one of those. I just didn't see it. They didn't have a very strong resume to me. And Arizona State, they were... They just didn't have a great season in the Pac-12 and it's the Pac-12 who, as Eric kind of jokingly mentioned before we started the podcast, they like to tout themselves as the Conference of Champions and they were lucky to get to your... I wouldn't even call it lucky. They were disrupting other bubble teams' plans by getting yeah. two teams in the tournament. Three. With, I got three. Oh, three, yeah, yeah. 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 So they got that third team in there. Just because, yeah. Yeah, yeah I... I, I just, don't know, yeah. I, that looking was back on it, Looking back on it, I, I agree there. But Arizona State started the year as uh, close to ranked. I think they got ranked at some point, And they have some nice wins. It's... It's not. It, I agree that it's their resume is not great, and they're in a Pac-12 with double-digit losses. Okay, so that's that's that's, yeah. that's bad. But they had some nice wins. They had they beat Mississippi State, who we mentioned is a five seed. They probably um, weighted that one pretty high. They beat Utah State, who was a who won the won the uh, Mountain West Conference. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah, they. They had some nice wins, but yeah, no, they definitely snuck in there. I would say those two teams were the bottom two. Yeah, um, I was kind of hesitant, but I gave uh, UNC Greensboro a look as the last team in. I just couldn't give it to them. Uh, Obviously, they didn't make it. Um, But yeah, I think for me, Arizona State was the biggest surprise. Um, I had Temple in the playing game, and I had St. John's, but... Those two were surprising to me. They didn't, they didn't wow me really with their resumes. Um, I would say one thing, I forgot about this, but Arizona State beat Kansas when Kansas was ranked one, number one in the country. Yeah, I remember that. I mean, yeah. but yeah, and that just comes down to how much you wait early season and late season. Yeah, and Kansas had Kansas had was almost full strength then. I'm, I don't believe they were completely full strength, but right. they were almost full strength at that point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's. I a think fair maybe just maybe just the big non-conference wins for Arizona State snuck them in. Yeah, I definitely agree there. Um, moving on, we're gonna take a look at uh, our final four picks, um, just based on the region, the regions that uh, were decided today. I'm. I'm gonna go kind of boring. I'm not gonna go completely chalk, but I've got to. I've got to go Duke, in the East, Gonzaga 
in the west. The south is tricky. I like Virginia's chances, but I think a team like Villanova or a Cincinnati or even a Tennessee, or even a Tennessee, those they probably should have been listed before those first two. Um, but either one of those, any one of those three teams could knock off Virginia, and I wouldn't be terribly shocked. I'm, I'm going to have to go Tennessee out of the south with that. And then in the Midwest... Ooh. I like Kentucky. Zane, what do you have? Um, so I have Duke as well. Um, I like Florida State in the West. Uh, I forgot about them. Yeah, I like Tennessee in the South, and then North Carolina in the Midwest. I think I gotta I gotta go Duke. Yeah, because they're the best team in the country. I think Virginia is gonna buckle down this year after last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to go Gonzaga. They've played really well. They'll win their first two games almost for sure. But I don't think they're going to beat when they go on to play Michigan or Texas Tech even. Okay. Other than that, in that tournament, probably... I might go with Texas Tech. Right. Oh, after that. <laughs> I'm a downswing right now, though. Yeah. Had so a tough you... loss against West Virginia. I mean, no, I'm... They'll, they'll have something to prove. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no. Don't Could be it. Michigan, but also... I mean, like... They did destroy Minnesota. Yeah, they. I might have to go Michigan now. I've re- I've rethought Michigan. <laughs> you know, I think that I'd almost say Michigan has the hardest road there. Um, they do have a tough road. Cause so, yeah, I, Mo- Montana again, not likely, but one of the more likely fifteen seed upsets. And then you're gonna face either Nevada or Florida. Yeah. Who are Nevada is a very dangerous team and Florida is a very hot team out of the SEC. And then you move on beyond that and you have you've gotta think it's it's almost for sure Texas Tech. I mean Buffalo might come out of there you know what? out of that pod, but I just saw Florida State in that conference or region. Yep. They they very well could. Yeah. I think that's, I picked yeah, them as a bad. three seed above what they have out as four seed. So they could. I yeah, have Florida State, right. yeah, so, from that region. And then, uh, and then Midwest, was, yeah. to be, since I picked, let's say just stay Michigan still, oh, two ones and a two seed. I'm going to go with Auburn. The oh. way they handled Tennessee, Ooh, they, they, they have two okay. wins against Tennessee. There's always, there's usually a team that's pretty low, or at least below a three seed in it, I feel like, usually. Yeah. And, oh, so let's go Auburn. What... Yeah, what I'm hearing here, I, I think maybe um, what conference championships mean more now is who is hot and who you can pick to have a nice run in the tournament, yeah, and right. maybe not much as as much to seeding. Yeah. So, like, Auburn won the SEC, um, Iowa State won the Big 12, I mean, Michigan uh, just, well, actually, Michigan State won the Big 10. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you can just, maybe you can, like, chalk that up to, like, that that's that that might be what you how you weight those tournaments. Right, because um, so Auburn might be a good pick there. Yeah, I mean the selection committee, their job isn't to pick like the best teams right now. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to pick the teams that have proven to be the best throughout the entire season. Right. So I mean, I just kind of thought about it in a different way. Uh, a conference championship win is just a neutral site win. Yep. Just because they apply the title of a conference championship. It's the same as a regular season game, yep. or a regular season, yeah. like, in-season tournament. Um, it's a neutral site uh, game, so it's going to be weighted a little bit more heavily, but it's not going to make or break your seating. Um, mm-hmm. That's something that I, going into this, hadn't really thought about it that way, but it makes a lot of sense. It's Because if the NCAA just wanted to pick the teams that would be most likely to win, then what's the point of having automatic qualifiers at that point? Yeah, and... And with Auburn, like, they won the SEC tournament, and they had a 20-point win earlier today against Tennessee. But I will add that they did not have much competition to get to the finals. The other side of the bracket Mm -hmm. with Tennessee and um, And um, Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. yeah, LSU and Kentucky. And Florida. I I mean, Auburn, (laughs) yeah. No, no, Auburn beat Florida. Oh, that's right, yeah. Auburn beat, like, what, Missouri, South Carolina... 
Yeah, Florida, teams, teams they should have beat. Something. Yeah. Some, I think all of those teams they beat. And then they beat Tennessee, obviously, that's a big win. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, they, they didn't have the hardest road on that side. Um, and North Carolina is also very good. They only lost to Duke in there. Yeah, we. I, I don't and, think we're giving North Carolina enough credit. Well, um, I, I, I'm going to disagree here. I think we are giving them enough credit because they beat an incomplete Duke. They beat Duke without Zion. They lost to they, Duke by one with Zion, who went thirteen for thirteen in a neutral. Second. Thirteen for nineteen. Oh, that was that was the game before. Yeah, the game before it. against yeah, Syracuse yeah. in his comeback. But you're right, you're right. I mean, yeah, you have a point. It was still a close game. Didn't North Carolina also beat Gonzaga early in the season? Am I thinking wrong? Gonzaga mm-hmm. lost to Tennessee and North Carolina, right? Uh, early on. I don't. Believe I think it was North Carolina. They lost to two teams, two really good teams right in a row, and I think it was huh. North Carolina. It was definitely Tennessee. I'll, I'll I know that they. Right I know now. that Gonzaga beat Duke. Might they beat Duke? Yeah. They played three. We'll we'll see what Zane comes up with on here. I, for the life of me, cannot I think remember. It's North Carolina. Um. Uh, hold on here. They yep. You're yep. you're right. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, they beat Gonzaga. And I'm gonna, without remembering that that game happened, I'm gonna say that it was like a ninety to ninety five game. Hundred three to ninety. Yeah, <laughs> like two of the most high scoring teams <laughs> in the country. It was um, absolutely what you would have expected from that game. Yeah, uh, I I guess I kind of forgot about that. Yeah, and that again comes into the waiting early season games. You wait them as much as recently. Um, yeah. Obviously, the committee is. But when it comes to who's gonna win now, I think that I think that North Carolina is a good enough team, um, but I don't think they're like a they're they're not a Duke, they're not a Virginia, yeah. and they're close. No. I'd say to like a Gonzaga, but not I on think, the same level. I'd say they're the third best team. Okay, on here, I, but I just agree to with be, Eric about that. Just be, if Gonzaga didn't lose to St. Mary's, I might say they're better, but they did. So yeah. yeah, I'd I'd almost say that I might say that I have Michigan State a, ahead of North Carolina. I had Michigan State on the one line. So um, did I. Yeah, well, I had them on the one line above North Carolina just because I thought that's what the committee would do. I okay. believe both North Carolina and Michigan State are better than Gonzaga. Yeah, so I actually I. think I actually think Gonzaga is worse than a number of the two seeds. Okay. Um, just as a team, but like they. They played a lot of non-conference, really good competition, and they fared pretty well. Mm-hmm. So I could be wrong there, but yeah. I mean that's a fair take. Yeah. All right. Um, next Third question up. mark Gonzaga. Okay. Oh, and then you also have one more. Did you pick the South? South Virginia. Region? Okay, Virginia. Yeah. All right. So that means uh, next up we have uh, our Cinderella picks. Zane, why don't you go first? Cinderella pick. Um, and we're, we're going to define Cinderella as, let's say six or, a, nah, let's say seven or above going to the Elite Eight. Or, sorry, sorry, sorry. A six or, a, a five, six or seven to the Elite Eight. Or a double dip, or a nine through like, nine and above to the Sweet 16. Yeah. Either one of those. I'll, this one's going to be weird, but I'm going to say St. Louis to the Sweet 16. Okay. St. Louis has a 13 seed. I think Virginia Tech is a weak four seed, in my opinion. They have a good defense. Mm-hmm. And and you like them matched up against Mississippi State in a potential second. Yeah, and yeah, that's... And I actually think Mississippi State might lose. I like Liberty as well. Oh, um, okay. But yeah, I think St. Louis to the Sweet 16 is one of my Cinderella's. Um, other than that... Um, I won't take the Cincinnati one. I'm sure one of you guys... <laughs> we'll be looking there, but sure. Uh, well, let's let's go with um. Let's go with uh, Nevada. I think maybe maybe Nevada again, except I do like Michigan there. But and Nevada has been struggling recently. But Nevada knows how to play in this tournament. We saw them have a let's say, a Cinderella run last year, almost. Yeah. And they, Sweet 16, up to, mm-hmm. then they were beat by Loyola. Another Cinderella Another team. Cinderella. Yeah. The Cinderella. But, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I think Nevada has a great coach for the tournament and a great a great uh, set of players for the tournament. They could, I think they could boom or bust. I think they could lose by 20 in the first round or maybe go to the Elite Eight. That's... Okay, so I'm going to kind of take this two different ways. 
first I'm going to throw out my my uh, likely Cinderella team, which for me, I like Temple. Oh, okay. I, oh, that's interesting. I'm not too... So first, I'm not high on Belmont at all. I think, I think that's no. a pretty easy game. Or... I don't want to say easy, but I think it's a it's a pretty safe game. Let's yeah, let's say for, Temple should be favored in that game. Right. Mm-hmm. I I don't know Maryland. They lost to did, that's was true. It, they lost to they Nebraska. Lost to Nebraska and Nebraska was, I mean their team was cut cut in half. Yeah, they were, they were playing with they're playing with six scholarship players. Yeah. Um, their their coach uh, took a nasty fall going into the. <laughs> Go to the locker room tunnel. I mean, maybe he wasn't in his right mind for the rest of that game, but... Uh, and then, on to the next round. I I mean, I don't think LSU isn't a three seed, but I'd... I don't know. I just... They're a team that I wouldn't be surprised if they got knocked out. If you um, have to choose someone and you have Temple going on, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, Temple against I, LSU, I like Temple's isn't odds it? against LSU. It's absolutely a, a realistic possibility, but yeah, it it's yeah. it's not a it's not a long or it's a it's a long shot, but it's not impossible. I agree. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna go a different way uh, with this. I'm gonna go a Cinderella that I would and very much enjoy seeing, and is like I said, it's a this is a much longer long shot, but it's. In the realm of possibility, um, and that's UCF. Um, I know UCF against UCF. Duke. Yeah, well, I, UCF uh, not against Duke yet. They have to be right. VCU. Which I think, I have them at fifty-seven percent against uh, VCU. VCU just lost to Rhode Island in their conference. I'd say they're probably favored in that matchup. I yeah, they're yeah. they're definitely favored in their first matchup. Even though um, they're however, UCF just came off a twenty-point loss to Memphis. As well, Mem- yeah. yeah, that's that's true. That's not a good loss. Both, uh, that's that's kind of an interesting matchup actually. Then v- VCU and UCF, there they're both coming off bad losses in their conference tournament that they were favored in. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't see any of the other one seeds. If a one seed's going to go down, this might not sound right, but I think it would be Duke. Just because of who they might match in an 8-9 game. And when you're facing UCF and Taco Fall, so much can go right for you and you can just blow them out of the water. But so much can go wrong if Taco Fall is on his game and playing efficiently, um, not fouling, and kind of his conditioning is holding up. Who would Taco Fall match up against against Duke? Yeah, uh, it, 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 they, no, they, it would, they run more of a zone because he run he stays in the lane a little bit. Yeah, he would he, he would end up in a lot of like in the zone. He'd end up in a lot of matchups with uh, Javin Delorier, who he's he's kind of a de facto center for yeah. um, Duke. I mean, he's taller than Zion. He's got a couple inches on Zion, but yeah. he's not. <laughs> you, which is saying something. Zion is a I mean big how, piece of how for, tall is Zion. Uh, six, 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 seven. Six, yeah. I mean, so. it's got almost here, a foot on it. Not to, <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. Not to poke holes in what you're saying. I, I like UCF. I actually love that team. Uh, they're really, Especially talking about really well, No, yeah, big three-point shooting team. Yeah, big perimeter it. shooting team. Yeah. Um, but I just don't like the idea of Zion Williamson driving in on Taco Fall. And if you... I, I think Taco Fall fouls a lot in that game. I think okay. he, I think he plays low amount of minutes if if they get, so, so you if think, they make it to the second round. So you think Duke knowing Taco Fall is the key to UCF moving on? You think that they attack them? Yeah, attack him down low. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And I and obviously Zion Williamson is gonna attack. That's just what he does. Every single yeah. game, he's gonna attack a lot. So. Would you Would you see him Zion being him? Uh, maybe as a young freshman, maybe getting frustrated with someone like Taco Fall in the middle. He's he's so used to being over to over, being able to overpower someone, but you can't overpower someone who is seven foot six. I, you have to work around them and be a little bit more delicate. I would say though that um, that uh, Taco Fall is he he's noticeably weaker than Zion, and I okay. think Zion could push him around, and I, I'm I'm sure. Uh, falls long arms could you know obviously could deal with could deal with that a little bit but 
I, I think, I don't know, I think he'd get pushed around down low. And, yeah. So I think Zion wouldn't get too frustrated. Maybe Taco Fall would get frustrated. Right. Know. And really, my point with all this is it's a matchup. Like, you, you used the phrase before, boom or bust. Yeah. It could go really well in Duke's favor, and it could go really well in UCF's favor. And yeah. it's, it's a matter of how efficient uh, Taco Fall is and his conditioning and his uh, foul trouble. Yeah, so. and, and any... Even with this, UCF just needs to get there first. And yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's probably Duke UCF might be the matchup I most want to see okay. out of any other matchup. That's possible. I want to see what it's very. I, I don't even know how. Like I can't even picture a Zion Williamson drive against Taco Fall. I just want to see yeah. what that looks like. I just kind of want to see. And I've, I haven't seen much of Taco Fall. I've seen like half of a game on TV with him. He, okay. And I was amazed. To, here's the thing. Here's the thing to me. He isn't that great of a player, but teams don't drive the lane as much against him because they right. know, and that's that's why he's important. That's yeah. why he's important. You you won't see it necessarily in his in the stat sheet or on his stat line. The blocks or the just the yeah his defensive impact, but you'll see it in the results of the game. He's he he does all the. Yeah. I mean. It's hard to call someone who's seven foot six and is a very tangible person intangible, but he does the intangibles very yeah. well, and it's it's a mind game, and I think that that could frustrate a team, a very young team like Duke. Yeah, and and not to not to say Duke isn't a shooting team because they absolutely can shoot, but Cam Reddish is having kind of a a worse season. They think R.J. Barrett's not a R.J. Barrett's more of an uber athletic driver mm-hmm. rim guy. Trey Jones is facilitator, defensive guy. Yeah. They don't have a they have a shooting team, but not a super strong shooting team. Right. Their their outside shooting is not great. And some of that some of that has to do with the fact that they they just shoot from the outside a lot. So by nature your numbers are gonna go down, mm-hmm. your percentages are Absolutely. gonna go down. But even then they just don't always look great outside. And, and yeah, and so with that and I think to beat UCF, you just have to have a some good outside shooters. So I think Cam Reddish yeah. might be featured in that game more. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think it's possible. It's not likely. but Yeah. So what we're going to do to close off this episode, um, going to kind of give a little preview of a story that we'll be getting out um, before. I don't think I ever gave my Cinderella pick. Oh, Eric, Cinderella pick. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, we'll get talk, back to that one. If we're talking <laughs> Elite Eight, uh, okay. seven and up, I'm going to go with Wofford. I think they might have a good chance. Kentucky might be a very that that would be the game that would determine it. Okay. Against Kentucky, but I'd say that. But the team I wanted to talk about would who would have to get past Virginia to go to the Elite Eight. So, <laughs> but they are a twelve seed, so I'm gonna go with Oregon. Okay. Who oh, is my. hot right now? Yeah. Playing against okay. Wisconsin, who might be ever so slightly overranked. Yeah. And then they would move on to play Kansas State or UC Irvine, probably Kansas State, which is not a out of the question win either for them. I think I think you might be on something. Looking at the Wisconsin Oregon matchup, what it reminds me a lot of is the Minnesota Gophers two years ago. They were a lot of people thought they were misseeded, and as a result, they faced a very good twelve seed in Middle Tennessee. They were, I like. ESPN panelists picked like over fifty percent of the time for Middle Tennessee, and I that might be a similar situation here. Um, it might be a bit of uh, karma for Wisconsin because I know their fans were very vocal about not liking the fact that Minnesota got that five <laughs> seed two years ago. So I mean, yeah, we'll see how they can handle it, um, and then if they can't, then we'll see what Oregon can do moving on. All right, and I watched. A couple Oregon games. They have some really good players. It's also very fun to listen to uh, Bill Walton call Oregon games. I mean, yeah. it's fun to watch Bill Walton call any game. But yeah, he could, especially Oregon. Games. Bill Walton could narrate paint and drying, and it would be like Vin Scully level amazing. <laughs> so, I we talked about this earlier, and we all said our Cinderella picks, but since no one mentioned it, I think we all just <laughs> thought it wasn't a Cinderella pick really that much. Right, it, uh, it's more of a misseeding. Let's, let's just say Cinderella. Cincinnati. <laughs> Is a really really good pick to yeah. go late, and ten, even though Tennessee is a great team, and I mm-hmm. and I really liked if I thought if Tennessee had beaten Auburn today, I would have ranked them as a one seed. Yeah. But 
I I personally yeah. like Cincinnati as an elite eight Cinderella pick. Yeah. Because once they get mm-hmm. Tennessee, they're past Tennessee. There's no one in their way. I mean, we've already kind of discussed that we like Old Dominion sort of against Purdue, not as a favorite, but it's possible. Villanova and St. Mary's are two good but flawed teams. Yep. I just don't see a lot of. After you get past Tennessee, I don't see yeah. a lot of uh, struggle there for. Cincinnati. Yeah, it seems pretty weak. So yeah, just to mention Cincinnati, because I know we all we all right. assumed that that was a pretty pretty nice pick to go far. But yeah, all right. So I started to introduce this topic, um, and then before I realized that I kind of forgot about Eric there. So, anyways, we're gonna wrap up uh, the podcast talking about um, some hot takes that Zane actually sent to me about a week ago, um, Ooh. and. The idea was similar to Eric's conference tournament picks. Some of them are, I mean, they're they're hot takes. So a hot take is going to be somewhat surprising, but some of these are going to be kind of hard to explain. So we're gonna we're gonna throw some of them out there and give a little primer on uh, on what I'll be trying to argue going forward. So, I mean, I I I kind of want to save the first one, so we're gonna move to the second one. Zane has Maryland with an Elite Eight run. This was before the Nebraska loss, I, so it's, it's going to be a little bit tougher to argue now, but what do you like about Maryland, Zane? What do I like about Maryland? In short, nothing. I, I, that <laughs> well, was, like, that was definitely a hot take. I lo- Bruno Fernando's yeah. great. I, okay, I, I do think Maryland, I do think Nebraska was fighting for their lives there, and Maryland <laughs> was a little bit apathetic, and I don't think they'll be that in this game, yeah. in, or in this tournament, mm-hmm. absolutely, and... I mean, they. I don't think they'll make an elite eight run. This was, to me, this was an incorrect yeah. take. But you never know. They're, they're, they've been ranked almost all the whole year. They have some good wins. Their resume's not pretty strong. It could happen. They would have to go through LSU and then Michigan State to get to the elite eight. Yeah. So yeah. Be, it uh, would be very that's, tough. That's yeah. um. They're not. They don't have a great draw, and mm-hmm. they're. Pretty uh, on the downswing right now. So. Yeah. All right, and then got a, a couple that we've actually sort of touched on today. Zane, you said in this uh, in this email, Kansas is absolutely fine and makes the final four. I actually like this pick still. I I mean I don't I don't like them to make the final four, but I I don't know I I don't think they're I think people are just underrating them and. I, I like them to go far, or at least make it past a couple rounds. Um, and so, yeah, Kansas with the Final Four pick, that's not too hot of a take, in my opinion. Okay. So, and then the next one that uh, I'm going to talk about is also, uh, I also mentioned it earlier, is uh, UCF advancing at least two rounds. Um, that kind of got that in my head, that they that interesting matchup that they might face against Duke um, so, I mean, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't be, I mean, I'd be surprised, but it's not outside the realm of possibility. And then the final one that I want to touch on is Zane predicted two 14 seeds will win in the round of 64. So I'm going to, uh, kind of see what Zane right now is thinking those 14 seeds may be. Okay, so... This yeah, I, I didn't know what the bracket looked like at this point, but we touched on Old Dominion. So if two of them are gonna win, uh, we'll we'll say Old Dominion is one of them, and then over Purdue. Yep. And then um, Georgia State over Houston. I don't like that one. Um, Yale over LSU. I don't like that one either. Um, Texas Tech. Just had a bad loss to West Virginia, who was fighting for their lives as well in the Big 12 tournament. Um, Northern Kentucky I have as my bottom 14 seed, but with Tech, I think for that one, maybe possibly a week <laughs> three, if you want to if you want to call them that. Right. Uh, we'll say Northern Kentucky and Old Dominion All right. are the 14 seeds that win that one. I've got to agree with Old Dominion. I do not agree with... Uh... <laughs> With Yale being a, not a good pick, I mentioned it before. Oh, I I like them. I like the Ivy League schools. Um, I don't mind upsets. that pick. I just I like LSU. I'm I'm a big fan of LSU. So okay, Eric, you're soft. Um, I mean, yeah, Old Dominion's definitely the favorite there. I mean, I guess 
I would go to Georgia State since ever, you covered the other one. Okay, Georgia I mean, State. I don't like Houston as much as you do, Zane. I mean, uh, does anyone know? Is uh, they are they might be probably are deserving of a three seed, but they well, also I would just say lose to Georgia State. For me, I just I would say that if I had to pick one, Houston, Houston is they're not a small conference. They're not a small conference by any means, but no. but they play worse competition than some of the other top schools. And like like the Gonzaga factor, I think you just don't you don't give them a, a bad team and expect them to lose or a lower yeah. conference team. I just like I could see them losing to a lot of big conference teams and not and being overmatched just because I, they don't play them as much. I only pick that because the other two teams are Texas Tech and LSU. The yeah. North Northern Kentucky. No, I do like Texas Tech. I think just if if two fourteen seeds are gonna win, I. I think maybe it's because Texas Tech is struggling right now after that I think West Virginia loss. Other than Old Dominion, Yale is the best 14 seed, mm-hmm. but also I think LSU is the best three seed. Yeah. So that's why I would say not them. Okay. All right. So you mentioned Georgia State. Uh, we're going to finish this off with I have a question for you. So, okay. Head coach of Georgia State, Ron Hunter. Um, you may remember when they upset Baylor in uh, 2015, he had the broken Achilles, he had the torn Achilles, he was sitting on the chair, he fell off the chair after his son, R.J. Hunter, hit the game-winning, uh, <laughs> hit the hit the game-winning uh, three mm-hmm. to ice it. My question for you is this, Eric. Who's One? fall out of their chair this time? No. Okay, what's the over-under on torn Achilles? Oh. Right, sorry, I'm going to give you the over-under. I'm going to say, I'm going to say .5. It's a fair... You probably can't go over two. So yeah, that would be... <laughs> that'd be interesting if someone else tore an Achilles or they tore it twice. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're talking but, in the stadium. So anyone's fair game. Fans, coaches... Uh, no, no, let's, no, no, no. Let's limit it to coaching staff no. and players. Either team. <laughs> um, torn Achilles. What, how would you even tear an Achilles in a basketball game? Like, well, apparently the he coach tore, didn't even the coach tore it. Yeah, so he didn't the, tear, tear it so in the basketball. Wow, the, the coach out of his chair. No, no, no. He had previously torn his Achilles celebrating in an in-season tournament. Ugh. And yeah. then re-injured. Now we're deciding that this is a topic, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Let's I'm gonna say under. 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 That's fair under. hot take. Really. <laughs> <Yeah>. Just <laughs> just to get this conversation out of the way. <laughs> All right. And then <laughs> and then. <laughs> And then, if they're going to win, walk us through how they win it. Who? It's Georgia <laughs> State. They're at Georgia State. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> you have the attention span of a fish. <laughs> uh, Georgia State over Houston. How are they going to win? Yep. Um, actually, I'm going to change it to over, and that's how they win. <laughs> over. Ooh. Whoever the star of Houston is is going to tear their Achilles. Yeah, That's probably the only way Georgia State okay. wins. Over and oh wow. We've we've had some hot takes and some bold predictions, but watch out Houston. You're gonna tear an Achilles. I I mean that's as good of a place as any to end the podcast, so we'll we'll be back uh right around the final four. Alright, signing off.